Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. We're glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. So, week one, Lindsay talked about spiritual warfare um, and the importance of that. Week two, I talked to you guys about what is heaven and do we belong there. And then week three, um, Lindsay talked about, you know, changing your thoughts. And tonight, I have the pleasure of talking to you about, like, asking you this question, like, where are you sitting? And when I ask you the question, where are you sitting, I know that you are physically sitting in your seat right now. But I'm asking, like, where are you spiritually And in order for us to understand that, we have to go back to the beginning. In the beginning, um, Adam and Eve, they walked with God. They communed with God. They were at peace with God. They were hanging out with God. They did everything with him. And then all of a sudden, something happened. And what happened was that they decided to sin. And when they sinned, it changed the course of history for all of us. So that when we're born into this world right now, we're born into this world sinful. We're born into this world sinful. pointing in a direction that is opposite of God, just like this. You don't have to, nobody has to teach you to lie to your parents, right? Nobody here lies to their parents, right? <laughs> Give me one. Give me two. Um, nobody, needs, nobody has to teach you how to do that. By nature, your nature, you want to do that. You, 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 like, you just want to do the wrong thing. And in our text today, man, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, Paul begins to tell us about our present, our our past, our present, and our future. He tells us that we were dead in our trespasses. We were dead in our sins. And whenever I think about trespasses, I think about um, you kind of violating something that has been put in place. It almost to the point um, you read a sign when you're at school and it says, um, teachers only but you decide to go into that room. Like you're trespassing in a place that you should not be. And when you think about sins, um, you think about a deeper, deeper, deeper level of sin. What Paul really is telling us in Ephesians chapter two is this, when you first read it, like, man, we are really, really messed up. Like we are really, really messed up people and that we really, really need Jesus. And at the end of the day, Paul wants all of us to understand the importance of where we're sitting with Jesus. The Bible tells us that we're sitting in heavenly places with him. That means that we have to have a connection with Jesus. And so I'm going to answer that question tonight, and I'm going to give you several points, and then you guys will be able to go home and hang out and do your homework or do whatever you need to do for tonight. So where are you sitting? So let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through Maybe in a while since I've done this. Um, do I have my reader today? I have my reader. I have my reader. You got? Actually, it's Eber. It's Eber. Come on, Eber. Eber is going to read the verse for us. Eber is going. You guys give it up for Eber. Eber, you want to read from my Bible? Uh, sure. Eber, so he's going to read from my Bible. The highlight. The Yeah, the highlighted part there, Eber. And you are dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the, cur- the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all li- once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and were made nature 
uh, were made by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of of his grace and kindness toward, uh, toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not by your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast." For we are his work, workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk, with, walk in them. Good job. You guys get up for Ebear. Nobody else can call him that other than me. All right, so here we go. Where am I sitting? Very first thing I want to tell you about as it relates to where you're sitting, as it relates to this text, where I'm sitting um, it changes my flow. It changes my flow. What do I mean when I say that? It's in verse chapter one and uh, verse uh, ver- chapter two, verse one through three. He says, "And you were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you once walked. Um, you in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now in the work of the, in the sons of disobedience." What Paul really is saying is this: based on where you're sitting. If you're sitting in the wrong place, man, you're off course. Like you're following something else. You're not following Jesus. And I just told you about trespasses and sins. Paul is telling us that, man, we are really, really messed up people. And because we're messed up people, we begin to follow things that God has not designed for us to follow. We begin to follow the prince of the air. Who is the prince of the air? Man, you guys are so much smarter than high school students. Please understand, when I ask that question, tell somebody told me, they said Jesus. And they were so serious. They were like, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that ain't, that ain't it right there. That ain't it. Because, yeah, that ain't it right there. That ain't it. So, but it changes our flow. It changes our flow. And what Paul wants us to understand is this, that when you, when you, when, when it changes our flow as it relates to our relationship with Jesus Christ, a lot of times we're following our flesh. That means that we do what our flesh wants us to do. Not only that. We're also following the prince of the air, which is Satan. We're following and doing things that pleases him, and we're not doing things that pleases God. He said that you were dead in your trespasses and sin. He's talking about your past, which means that Paul is saying to us that at one point in your life, you're, you, you, were not, you were not flowing in the right direction. I gave this example um, to high schoolers. It would be equivalent to me deciding that I want to travel to Atlanta, but I'm going 20 east to get to Atlanta, and two hours later, I've arrived somewhere that I'm not supposed to be because I'm going in the wrong direction. And when we read the text, Paul is telling the church of Ephesus, at one point in your life, you were headed in the wrong direction. You followed the ways of your flesh. You followed the ways of the devil. You followed the ways of the world. You did every single thing that the world wanted you to do. Why did you do that? Because by nature, we want to do the wrong things. We do the things that we don't like. We do those things. We lie, we cheat, we steal. We do all those things that don't bring glory to God's name. So your flow is kind of, it's off course. You're not doing what God has called you to do. And all of us in our lives, man, all of us has been like that. All of us have been like that. But based on where you are sitting dictates your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're sitting with him, 
you're flowing in the, in the right direction. But if you're not sitting with him, you're kind of flowing in the wrong direction. At the end of the day, God wants you to flow in the direction of him. He wants you to flow with him. He wants you to rock with him. Why does he want that? He wants that because he loves you. And Paul is telling us in this text, you got to flow with Jesus. You got to flow with God. You got to flow with him because at one point in your life, you did everything wrong. You did the way you did things that didn't bring glory to his name. You did all of that. He said you were. That's past tense. He's talking about your past. The Bible tells us in Psalms chapter one, verse one, he says, blessed is the man who walked not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the seat, nor, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scorpion. What, what does that mean? What that means is the enemy wants to stop your progress. God wants to keep your progress going. And when you're flowing with Jesus, you're going, you're flowing with him, you're doing what is right. But when you're seated or seating with the enemy, you're not flowing at all. It is completely off course. You guys talked about this in small group. You talked about this in small group and how important it is to flow with God. You got to flow with him. You got to flow with him. Things I notice that um, when my life is flowing or when it's not flowing with Christ, I hide my mess. All of us in here got mess. How do I know that? I mentioned to you guys about Adam and Eve in the beginning and how, um, how everything was perfect. But they hid themselves from God. Why did they do They did that because of sin. They did that because they, they, they couldn't, they, they wanted to protect themselves, but really they were hiding from God. The fellowship was broken. Not only that, uh, um, I, I create my own mess. I create, I create a ton of stuff that goes on in my life. I do it. I do. I have to take responsibility for my own thing. Not only that, I miss the opportunity that God has for me when I'm not flowing with him. So what does that mean? God wants you to flow with him. God doesn't want you to walk in your trespasses and sin. He doesn't want you, want you to walk in the way of the world. He doesn't want you to follow the prince of the air. He wants you to be seated in places with him so that you can flow with him. Not only um, that, about flowing with him, when I'm sitting with Jesus, it changes my status. It changes my status. So if I'm flowing with God, that means my status changed. For, for all of us old people, as you guys would say, because y'all young people, y'all don't have Facebook. But us old people, we have Facebook. And we'll put on Facebook that we're married. But I've also noticed that people that are kind of young, um, that decide they want to date somebody, they'll put on their Facebook page, like say they have a boyfriend one day or a girlfriend one day, and the moment they break up or something goes wrong, they change it. It's complicated. It's complicated. That means they got problems. Or what they'll do is that they'll go and delete all the pictures that, 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 that the boyfriend and girlfriend had and just put all the pictures on yourself. I don't want the boyfriend on it no more. I don't want the girlfriend on it anymore because our status has changed. But when you're flowing, everything is good. When you're flowing with Jesus, everything is great. How do I know that? Paul tells you at one point you were flowing in the wrong direction. But then he says, but God. He says, but God being rich in mercy. That means God's mercy does not run out. It doesn't run out. But God being rich, in, but God being rich in mercy because of the because of the great love with with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. 
God made us alive with Christ. You are flowing in the wrong direction, but God. Why did he do it? Because he loves you because of mercy. That's why he did it. So where I'm sitting changes my status with him. If I'm sitting in the right place with God, my status changed. I'm flowing with him. Not only that, he says, he says, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means that my position changed. At one point, I was sitting in the wrong seat, but now I'm sitting in the right seat and my, my status has changed. That means, man, I'm rolling with God. I'm doing what God has called me to do. The Bible tells this in Romans 5 and 8. He says, but God showed his great love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean? What does that mean? This is what it means. I'm glad you asked that question, so I'm going to answer it for you. This is what it means, that when you were messed up, crazy in your head and in your mind, God loved you enough to send his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you, even when you didn't love yourself. He said, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. What do you you mean? God says, when you were my enemy, I was willing to die for you. Like, that is crazy love. That, That is crazy love. Like, you can't even begin to describe how much God loves you. You can't describe that. God wants your status to change in such a way that he will send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for you. That is amazing to me. That is amazing to all of us. When 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 I'm sitting with God, my status changed. And when I'm sitting with him, you know what I realized? I began to receive the promises that God has for me. What what is one of the promises that God has for us? What's one of the promises? You can answer that. That's a question you can answer. What's a promise that God has for you? What's one of them? What you got? Girl, you talking now. Anybody want that? I want it. I got it. Eternal life. What's another? What's another promise God has for you? What's another one? What you got? Protectors. Everybody needs protection, right? What else? What's another one? What you got? What you got? We go to the promised land. What you got? Love, I like that. What you got? You're going to say the same thing. I mean, you don't have nothing else. It's okay. What you got? No more sin. No more sin. Okay. Okay. What you got? The true man. What's the true meaning of happiness? Huh? No, everybody. What's the true meaning of happiness? 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 Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else over here raise a hand. What you got now? Say it again. Joy, okay, okay. What you got? Forgiveness, okay, good, good, good. What, what, what you got? Somebody rest in peace. That's absolutely right. Those are some of the promises. Not only that, because of my status, my partnership with him changed. That means that that's my homie. That's my road, dog. That is a person that I can hang with, that I can absolutely be myself, that I don't have to hide anything. I can share how I really, really feel. David was a person that really, really shared his feelings. Like David, David was a person that told God exactly how he felt all the time. But David did something that was kind of just absolutely amazing, man, that even when David would find himself kind of going off course, that David, man, began, would begin to worship God. Because he understood that he had to flow with God because he wanted to make sure his status with God was in place. He wanted to make sure that he was seated in the right place with God. 
And all of us want to be sitting in the right place with God. And when I'm sitting with God in the right place and I realize my status has changed, you know what I realize? I realize how much the grace of God is for me. Like, I realize how much that means to me. The Bible says that grace is unmerited faith. Like, nothing, everything that you have right now, you don't deserve. Like, none of us deserve salvation. We don't deserve it at all. We don't deserve to be able to go to heaven. I talked about this in week two. We don't deserve it at all. But because of God's great love towards us, we have the opportunity to experience that. We don't deserve his mercy. We don't deserve anything that he writes in this verse. We don't deserve it at all. But why does he give it to us? He gives it to us because our status has changed. Because we're seated where we're supposed to be sitting. That's what happens when you have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, I said this to high school. Uh, earlier, you, you are either you're either sitting in the place where you're growing in your knowledge of him or you're sitting in the place where you're kind of lukewarm and you're kind of trying to figure this thing out or you're sitting in a place where you don't know him at all. Everybody in here has a different seat that they're sitting in. You've got to determine what seat you're sitting in so that you can move to the next seat and you can move to the next seat because at the end of the day, we're supposed to go from faith to faith. And the only way that happens is when we're seated with him. The next thing is this, is that where I'm sitting changes my faith. It changes my faith. Verse eight says this, for by grace you have been saved through faith and it is not of your own doing, but it is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. When, when I'm sitting with God, my faith changes, which implies if I'm not sitting with him, that means that you're not growing in your faith. And so because you're not growing in your faith, you're not being led by the Holy Spirit, which means that you're not making good decisions, which means that you're not doing what God has called you to do. That's, that's what that means. So when I'm sitting with him, that means I'm growing with him. We're growing together. The Titus 3 and 5 says this, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. My faith changes when I, when I make better decisions and I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Not only that, my faith changes when I begin to understand grace and I realize that what is given to me, I, don't, I didn't earn it. Not only that, my faith changes when I begin to know and understand the knowledge of God. That's what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1. Paul says, I want your eyes to be open so you can understand how much God loves you. That's what he wants for you. For it's by grace that we have been saved. And none of us can brag about it. None of us can brag about it. Why? Because we don't deserve it. Last point, last point is this. When, where I'm sitting changes God's plan for my life. He says this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God beforehand prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When you're seated or you're sitting with God, he changes your life. How do I know that? Because he says a workmanship. That means that he's working on you. That means that when you're seated with him, when you're seating with him, you're hanging out with him, God begins to take away things in your life that don't look like him. That's what that means. When I'm hanging out with him, he's taking away things that don't look like him. Why? Because he wants you to look more like him. 
I've said this before and I keep saying it. You cannot be who you want to be and be who God wants you to be. It does not work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. So the question that you have to ask yourself is this, like, where am I sitting? Like, am I sitting in a place where I have a connection with Jesus? The Bible says this in Philippians 1 and 6, that he who began a good work in you shall complete it. Like, if he began a good work in you, he's going to complete it. Why? Because he loves you that much. But you got to make a decision about where you're sitting. Like, where, where are you sitting as it, relates, as it relates to your relationship with Jesus? Because based on where I'm sitting, I understand that God is continuously working on me. Not only that, I understand this, is how important it is for me to have a relationship with him. Why is that important? Because I should be growing in my faith every single day of my life. Remember I told you in the beginning, man, that when Adam and Eve was hanging out with God, everything was just absolutely amazing. It was perfect. And life was just, it was great. Now, the ultimate goal is this. It's for us to sit with God, be seated with him. This is how it was in the beginning. So I got me, or you can put God and Adam, however you want to word it, it doesn't matter. Like, this is, what, this is what it looked like in the beginning. Adam and Eve, they're sitting with him, they're communing with him, they're fellowshipping with him, they're hanging out with him. But then all of a sudden, something happened. Something happened. And the thing that happened is this. Sin happened. And because sin happened, now I'm out of position. You ever wonder why after Adam and Eve sinned, they can't, God asked him, like, so he says, he asked Adam, like, where are you? He asked Adam that because Adam was out of position. And there are some of you in here tonight, man, you're out of position. Now, you're trying to get to God. The problem is this. You haven't confessed your sin. You had confessed like what's really going on in your life. You're trying to get back to him. Like you're trying to sit with him. But you can't. You can't sit with him. You can't. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Adam and Eve were out, they, they were off course. They were dead in their trespasses, dead in their sins. But the Bible says this. Because of God's great love towards us, he sent his son Jesus Christ. So the only way for me to cover up what's going on is that, that something needs to happen. Something needs to happen in my life. Because what ends up happening now is that when you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that when God sees you, he sees your sin. That's what he sees. He sees your sin. That's what he sees. He sees that you have not confessed, man. You have not confessed him as Lord and Savior. You haven't confessed that at all. So you're trying to sit with God. You're trying. And every time you try to do that, God just puts you right out of the seat. Nope, you don't belong there. You, 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 you can't hang out with me like that. It does not work like that. Because I'm dead in my trespasses. I'm dead in my sins. I cannot sit with God. I can't sit with him. So how do I get there? How do I get there? I'm glad that you asked. It's through Jesus. 
It's through him. So that now when God sees me, because I decide to confess my sins, I can decide to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When God sees me, you know what he sees? He sees Jesus. So now I can sit with God. I can hang out with God. Why can't I do that? Because of Jesus. That's why I can do that. I can do that because of grace. I can do that knowing that I did not earn the opportunity to sit here. I'm only sitting here because of what he did for me. Period. So when he says that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, because I'm hanging out with Jesus, I have the opportunity to experience the amazing blessings of God. And if you don't hear anything else tonight, I need you to hear this. My spiritual position is more important than my earthly position. It is so much more important. It's more important than any degree that you're going to get if you graduate from college. It's more important than your high school degree. It's more important than any single thing in your life. Why is that? Because your spiritual um, position is going to determine where you spend eternity. That is how serious it is. At the end of the day, God wants us to get back to the place where we're able to sit with him. And that cannot happen without Jesus. So where are you sitting tonight? Where are you sitting? That's a question you have to ask yourself. Because at the end of the day, you got to be honest with God. And you got to be honest with yourself. Because God wants to sit with you. He wants to hang out with you. But he can't sit with you and hang out with you if every time he sees you, this is what he sees. But he can sit and hang out with you if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because now when he sees you, he sees Jesus. Paul said it. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. That is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's what I want. I want when people see me, I want them to see Jesus. Because at the end of the day, it's the most important decision that I will ever make. My spiritual position is so much more important than my earthly position. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much, God, for an opportunity to hang out with these wonderful students. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they understand, God, that where they're sitting determines their relationship with you. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, they begin to ask themselves the question, like, where am I sitting? Am I sitting in a place that honors God? Am I sitting in a place where when God sees me, he sees Jesus? And God, if they're not sitting in a place that when you see them, that they're not connected to you. I pray right now, God, they make a conscious effort to confess their sins to you. They make a conscious effort to give their lives to you because that's the most important decision they will ever make in their lives. Thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.
Thanks again for listening to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next steps, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.